Hey, this is Brian Jensen. You're listening to No Sleep Till Sudbury, the show where we talk about the music that makes your skin vibrate. This show is brought to you by Pariah Pickups, handcrafting the very best guitar pickups all the way down in Detroit, Rock City. Check them out at pariahpickups.com. To support the No Sleep Till Sudbury show on Patreon, visit patreon.com slash Music. And I'm also available for speaking engagements. Email info at brentjensenmusic.com for details on that. All right, welcome to the final No Sleep Till Sudbury episode of 2021. Regular listeners will know that my pal Rick Emmett usually co-hosts the Christmas specials every year, but the latter half of 2021 was a busy one for him. So instead of his annual Christmas appearance, he guested a few months back instead. Given this development, rather than run an old Rick Emmett episode, I decided that I wanted to do a solo Christmas special and share my personal Christmas playlist with you all. Music always plays an important part in the Jensen house, of course, but at Christmas time, even more so. The playlists I've developed for this time of year are constantly being retweaked and retooled based on new finds, but the classic standards always have their place. For me, it just wouldn't really be Christmas without them. So, in the interest of time, I'm going to select my absolute skin vibrating favorites from the several Christmas playlists I put together for the season. And I can promise you that there are way more than five. We're going to break the rules here, and I don't know how many we're going to talk about, but we're going to get through a lot of them. Okay, here we go. So the tradition around here is that every year the tree goes up on the last Friday of November. For my American friends, it's otherwise known as Black Friday, of course. And while the tree and the decorations are going up, libations are poured, typically the first rum and eggnogs of the season. And for the first time in a year since the previous Christmas, we always press play on one specific Christmas album to kick off the season. And that album is Scott Weiland's Christmas album called The Most Wonderful Time of the Year. Now, this may come as some surprise, but I got to tell you, it's a great record. And what makes it a great record in my mind is the fact that Weiland pays real homage to the classics with those authentic warbled crooner vocals in the old style of Bing Crosby on songs like Winter Wonderland and I'll Be Home for Christmas. But he also explores a variety of unusual musical genres to perform other Christmas favorites, like O Holy Night, done in reggae, a jazz version of What Child Is This, and Silent Night, done in a bossa nova style. Now, I don't typically like this sort of thing, but I feel like he's not trying too hard to sell it. It feels like he's just genuinely having fun. Because it's Scott Weiland, you'd think this record was meant to be some sort of smirky joke, maybe, but. I don't think it is. Wyland was a big fan of the classic Christmas albums as a kid, I know that, and I think that he sings the classics with a genuine sincerity, out of an appreciation for the style and the nostalgia of the experience. Yeah, there's kitsch, but it's a comfortable amount of kitsch, and it makes the record a lot more enjoyable to listen to. And he even includes a Wyland original Christmas tune called Happy Christmas and many more. This is by far my favorite Christmas record. The work of an artist who does exactly as he pleases. Definitely a mainstay every holiday season here in the house. Next, in no particular order at all, 
is a song called Put the Lights Up on the Tree from the Songs for Christmas record by Sufjan Stevens. It's an original composition, and Sufjan is very much an original musician, and it's pretty unique. A close friend of mine tipped me off to it years and years ago, and uh, over the years it's just become ingrained in my collection as a permanent fixture. I love this next one. This is Christmas Prison Blues by American blues musician C6 Steve and his backing band, The Level Devils. It's all done on acoustic guitar. It has great lyrics, so it's good to have in there to mix things up a little bit. One of my favorite Christmas songs is next, and it's done in two versions. The song is called Carol of the Bells, a song that was composed in the Ukraine in 1919. And the two versions that I prefer are by Libera, which is an English all-boy choir group. And the other one is The Bird and the Bee, who is an indie pop duo from Los Angeles, California. The Bird and the Bee have an excellent Christmas record out called Put Up the Lights. It's full of great stuff, and it comes highly recommended. I listen to it a lot too, especially the lead-off track, You and I at Christmas Time. Okay, here's a classic. The Ronettes doing Sleigh Ride. That backing vocal melody is just irresistibly catchy, and it, it, it makes the song, in my opinion. This Ronettes version is the most popular version of the song, I think, and it was their second biggest hit behind the Ronettes' Be My Baby. Another classic. I couldn't truly call it a Christmas playlist without a track from Nat King Cole. This one is the first Noel a composition thought to date back as early as the 1400s. Nat King Cole recorded his version in 1960, and it's smooth like only Nat King Cole can do smooth. Just fantastic. All right, this might start a couple of fights, but this next Christmas song is either loved or hated by most people. I love it, and it's an essential part of my Christmas playlist. It's wonderful Christmas time by Paul Macca McCartney. Now, I'm not going to try and defend it, because I see why people might find it inane, but I don't. It's carefree. It's kind of weird. I like that about it. We all have different paths, my friends. The sentiment surrounding this next song now seems to be mostly positive, from what I gather. Bruce Springsteen's version of Santa Claus is Coming to Town is likely the most popular version of the song. And in my opinion, the best. It was originally released as a B-side to the My Hometown single from Springsteen's Born in the USA record. And it gets so much airplay at Christmas time every year that it appeared on Billboard magazine's Hot Singles Recurrence chart every year from 2002 to 2009, just based on seasonal airplay. When the band play it live during the November and December months, they often close the show with it, They encourage the audience to sing some of it, but oftentimes the crowd will just sing the entire song. That banter at the beginning of the tune between the band and Springsteen always makes my skin vibrate every time. See, I don't listen to this music at any other point of the year, so when this stuff comes on, especially for the first time during the tree assembly, it's always pretty special. Darlene Love is a 60s pop singer I've always loved, and her version of Christmas, Baby Please Come Home, is a playlist must here. Her performance of this track is stellar. 
I like U2's take on this song too, but Darlene Love's version is my go-to. This next one is another Christmas standard that isn't a proper Christmas carol per se, and Macy Gray's crazy version of it is my favorite. It's called This Christmas. Apparently it's the 30th most performed Christmas song of all time. It certainly gets a lot of airtime in the Jensen house over the holidays, that's for sure. All right, you knew this one had to be included. David Bowie's duet with the old master, Ben Crosby. Peace on Earth, Little Drummer Boy. This whole thing came about as a result of Bowie promoting his Heroes record around this time, and appearing on Bing Crosby's Christmas special was on his promotion schedule. Bowie apparently showed up with his then-wife Angie Bowie in matching bright red lipstick and earrings, and was promptly told by the producers to remove both. There's also a story behind why this song is a counterpoint, meaning Bowie sings Peace on Earth while Crosby sings Little Drummer Boy. And when he was told the duet with Crosby would be Little Drummer Boy, Bowie asked if they could sing something else, because he hated the song. The producers apparently panicked, found an old piano in the studio, and wrote Peace on Earth in less than an hour. They then presented it to Bowie, and he sang that while Crosby sang Drummer Boy at the same time. It all came together very quickly. They rehearsed it once, and off they went. Canadian Diana Krall and her performance of Let It Snow also adorns my Christmas playlist every year. Krall's a fantastic singer, and this version of Let It Snow is a favorite of mine. It fits in nicely as a jazzy up-tempo number against some of the slower, more contemplative stuff in the playlists. Mary's Boy Child, Oh My Lord, by Boney M, is a song that used to play incessantly during my childhood. And for a while, Boney M served almost as a, an ironic pop culture novelty, similar to the way that Abbott did, whose music also incidentally played incessantly in my youth. As an adult, I heard this song in an entirely new way when I really listened to it, and the uniqueness of the vocal melodies really impressed me. It's actually a really good song. John Lennon and Yoko Ono's Happy Christmas, War is Over is another key Christmas playlist song, even though it's not a traditional Christmas carol. It's also a protest song, written in part to speak out against the Vietnam War. All four members of the Beatles would release Christmas songs following the band's breakup. Lennon was first with this one in 1971. George Harrison followed with Ding Dong Ding Dong three years later. And then came Macca's Wonderful Christmas Time in 79, with Ringo bringing up the rear with I Want to Be Santa Claus a full 20 years later. All right, last one. Fairy Tale of New York by The Pogues, featuring Shane McGowan and Christy McCall. Another classic. Some people don't know this, but McCall was not the singer originally intended to appear on the track. That was supposed to be Pogues bassist Kate O'Reardon. But she left the band after becoming romantically involved with then-Pogues producer Elvis Costello, who had just walked away from his deteriorating relationship with the band. McCall was the wife of new producer Steve Lillywhite, who also worked with U2, The Stones, and loads of others, 
and he brought the track home and asked her to sing a guide vocal on it until they found someone else. Turned out the band liked it, and the rest is history. In the UK, Fairy Tale of New York is the most played Christmas song of the 21st century. And that is the playlist of Christmas tunes that plays most frequently over the holiday season at Casa Jensen. Of course, that list is not even close to being all of them. There's so many others. 2,000 Miles by Pretenders, Jingle Bell Rock by Hall & Oates, Rockin' Around the Christmas Tree by Brenda Lee, It's Beginning to Look a Lot Like Christmas from Michael Buble, and any number of versions of Baby It's Cold Outside. Now, as we move into the holiday season, hopefully I've supplied you with one or two new tunes for your Christmas playlist this year. As always, feel free to send me a note with some of your favorites. I'd love to hear them. Folks, this concludes the No Sleep Till Sudbury programming schedule for 2021. It's been a challenging year for each of us, and I wish each and every one of you the very best Christmas you can possibly have. Thanks for listening week in and week out. I appreciate your loyalty very, very sincerely. Merry Christmas, everybody. This has been No Sleep Till Sudbury with Brent Jensen. Have a fantastic holiday. See you next year. Take good care. Brent Jensen is the best-selling author of No Sleep Till Sudbury, Leftover People, and All My Favorite People Are Broken. All titles available in stores and on Amazon worldwide. <laughs>